There's no doubt that small businesses are the foundation of our communities. That's why MasterCard has invested in tools to support small business owners as they grow their business. With MasterCard tools and resources, you can increase sales by shortening checkout time, broadening your customer base, and tapping into new opportunities to increase customer loyalty. So get started. Discover all the ways MasterCard can help guide, grow, and protect your business at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. I'm your host, Rick Spence, business journalist, editor, public speaker, and entrepreneur. After 15 years as the national entrepreneurship columnist at the National Post, and as the former editor and publisher of Profit, the magazine for Canadian entrepreneurs, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, scalable, and successful. On this show, we connect you with Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. You'll meet the people driving the entrepreneurial movement and will share their first-person adventures and their tips, hacks, and best advice for running startup and growth companies. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 3.5 million entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. To entrepreneurs everywhere, this is your show. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're thrilled to have Dominique Dubay and Claudia Poulin of Montreal-based Evive, or Evive en français, and uh, Evive Smoothies. I'm not sure what the French word is for smoothies, but we'll get into that. Started as a kitchen-based business that went on to stoke a bidding war on TV's Dragon's Den, Aviv is now a top North American nutrition band, spearheaded by two young entrepreneurs promoting health and self-care, and they're enjoying 300% annual growth. Claudia and Dominique's frozen meal cubes, packed with all the nutritional supplements for a healthy diet, they're changing the way that healthy eating is perceived. Claudia and Dominique are truly authentic in their goals for the company, which is to promote healthy eating, reduce their, our ecological footprint, and empower women. Since first launching their blender-free smoothies, they've built their business and brand alongside 40 employees by continuously evolving and adding new products and creating new recipes that can be enjoyed by all. Furthermore, they've kickstarted the Plant a Tree initiative in the hopes that Aviv will obtain a carbon, carbon neutral certification by 2023. With an active and growing online presence, they hope to inspire others to be healthier and live their best lives. Welcome to the show, Dominique and Claudia. Thank you, Rick. It's an awesome presentation. Thanks for having us. <laughs> delighted, delighted to have you guys. You're, 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 you're stars on TV and you're stars in Canadian business, so I can't wait to talk <laughs> about your story. Before we get started, we'd like to ask you for a couple pieces of advice that you hope entrepreneurs will take away from this conversation so they know that they should say, you know, keep the dial on, on this podcast and listen right to the end. So what are the top pieces of advice you hope they'll take away? Well, you know, this is my this might be a controversial uh, thing, actually, because there's uh, two schools of thoughts. But for us, as when when Chloe and I sort of uh, started the company, we had we envisioned Aviv to grow fast and, and to grow in, in North America quite quickly. And so w with a piece of advice that I would give is if you have 
big dreams and you want to go fast, the fundraising process is 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 extremely important to, and to get the right financial partner right out of the, of the, the, the bat. And there's a couple of things that we did right uh, through our fundraising process. And one of them is we uh, we raised early, but with a convertible note. So we might dive a little bit into the details later, Rick, but uh, that, that would be for us one of the key aspects that enable us to, to grow uh, quickly. And explain to me what a convertible note is in case there's anyone out there who doesn't know. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, first couple of years, the, the company was worth pretty much zero, right? You, you sort of have an idea and you, and you, and you blend cubes in, in your kitchen. And so uh, it's hard to put a number on, of the, on the value of the, of the idea or, or, or on the company. You, you have a couple of clients, you, you, you do stuff uh, here and there, you try, you, you, you fail, you, you succeed a bit. Uh, so the convertible note doesn't put a, a valuation on the company. Uh, from the get-go, but it enables you to, to raise money. Uh, so what we did is we we say, well, you know, we don't know how much Aviv is worth today, uh, but you know, in two years we'll have a better idea. So the convertible note is 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 a loan basically that you get from angel investors, or there's a couple of institutions that will do that as well. Um, and basically, it says in two years we'll sit down and we'll fix the valuation for the company. And because you guys came in early, you'll have a discount uh, rate on that valuation. Uh, so it, it it really enables you to raise capital without over diluting uh, early on in your in your life cycle of the company. Right. Are you guys uh, still you know majority owners of the company? If you can tell me. Yeah, yeah, we are. And one of the <laughs> one of the key pieces to that was was uh, was raising that the convertible note uh, instead of a of an equity round in the first couple of years. Right. Absolutely. Merci. Okay. So tell me the story of. Aviv. And again, it's Evive on Anglais in English. Uh, rhymes with revive, but the French way sounds so much cooler. So I'm going to try and, and use that phrase. <laughs> so, so tell me how Evive got started. How did you come up with the concept and the cubes? And how did you turn all that into a business? Yeah, so um, it's all started when I was at the university and we were uh, together, Dom and I, uh, we were, were together since 11 years now. So uh, yes, I, I changed all the my, my diet and the way I was just living. So I started doing more yoga and I discovered meditation and I, I changed my diet through a a healthier plant-based diet and it really changed my way uh, of living and and it was uh, it increased my well-being and for me it was a big uh, a big discover that I want to share with people around me my friends my family and Dominique of course so so because of that I was um I was doing a smoothie every single morning and I was I was doing this uh, pretty complex smoothie with all the fruits and veggies organic with uh, my plant-based protein, my uh, superfoods, all, all the, the uh, all the product uh, to, to make a super nutritious smoothie. And, and of course I was using a blender <laughs> to, to make it. And at the time we were also with the friends, um, with our roommates. So it was uh, a little bit hard in the morning to, uh, to get my smoothie and, and not, uh, wake up everyone <laughs> in the, in the house. So, so yeah, it, it's re it really started like that. And we actually, we, we've got this idea like together I, I cannot say who who's got this idea to cup uh, to cut some uh, cubes to have a smoothie but uh it's 
uh, when we started, we decided to blend this mix of veggies and superfood and all that stuff, and then um, freeze it in a in a cookie pan. And then when it's freeze, we we just have a, a big knife uh, to cut the 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 mix in cubes. So this is where we this is how we started, and and then we and were. Excuse me for interrupting, yeah. but but and the idea is that. For the the consumer, they just pour their favorite beverage and shake it up, and yes, that's their exactly. smoothie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the first product is is really that. So you just have to pop the cubes in your in your uh, bottle, add your favorite liquid, let it melt, and then shake it up. So, and then you have your complete smoothie, and you don't have to use the blender. You don't have to prep preparing uh, anything and and everything is uh, is already there it's organic with superfood and everything so yeah the, yeah the whole idea was to to you know to get the nutrition that claudia was making for herself which was super dense and complete and complex and she was doing that on a daily daily routine but it was taking time and it was to bring that ex and but make it accessible for somebody who doesn't know how to make it doesn't have the time, the 20 minutes in the morning to do it, can't use a blender. And so it, it's to bring highly nutritious food, very accessible. And you've since moved, uh, uh, expanded. Uh, so in addition to smoothies, you're doing uh, soups and other stuff? Yes, exactly. We just launched this uh, a couple of months ago. So now we have meals and it allows you to prepare uh, like a lunch or a dinner super quick. And it's the same thing. So you pop the cube, you add hot water. So you have you can have a soup or you add uh, like a side of your choice, like quinoa or rice or whatever, and then you have a bowl. So that's the concept. And uh, you've been called one of Canada's fastest growing uh, food food producers. And uh, you have 40 employees now, so things have been very successful. What do you think has made this project work for you? Why, why all this growth? Why all this success? Mm. Yeah, for first, first for me, I think it's really the innovation of the product. We were the 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 first, uh, the only one to make this uh, this product, and and people were super curious, and they really liked the concept. It helps people in the in the morning for their routine. Really helped their families, moms. So uh, so that that's I think that's the first thing. Yeah, my my view on it is is we we we, we and it took a bunch of iteration to get to the point where you know it, it was really flying off the shelf in the grocery stores and working online and stuff but two things that we did right I think is 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 the convenience aspect of the product like Chloe mentioned uh, and the other thing is the is is the accessibility in terms of price because when we started we didn't want to be another sort of juice bar ten dollar smoothie offering like th this is out there and it's 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 available for people we wanted to make that type of quality but for a three and four dollar price point so there was a lot of uh, of uh, of uh, challenge to do that because it's organic it's you know you, we use superfood and stuff but we wanted to get a price tag that is you know accessible for 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 almost everybody right um so at three or four bucks and i'm just curious if i want a smoothie a day that's that's a thousand dollars is that an easy decision for consumers to make or do they just enjoy themselves once a week yeah it's i mean it depends but but it, we we really um we we in our clients we have people from from you know 
many, many different uh, types of, of, of incomes. It's, it depends on what you prioritize, right? Um, for, for some people, three, four dollars is, is a lot, you know, but, but if you, if you prioritize a, a, a nutrition, uh, you know, in, in your household, it might not be that much, uh, you know, a smoothie at McDonald's, it's a bunch of sugar. It will cost you like two or three bucks. Uh, so, so we're, 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 we, we know you're not a McDonald's, uh, smoothie. Yeah. We're, yeah we're, but what's, not, that's not what I'm to, saying. Not, like we're, you get a dollar more and, and you have organic ingredients, no sugar added, uh, unpasteurized raw, uh, smoothies. Um, so, but it's a good, it's good. It's a fair point. But I think once, once you dig into the, 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 the ingredient decks and the nutritional and superfoods and all that, you, 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 you'll find out that three, four bucks. And I, and I think that's why, you know, we, we had a, uh, the success we had in, in Canada is because people saw the, the value for the, for, the, for the money. Tell me where people can find uh, the, the product, whether it's supermarkets, whether they should be buying from you online. And uh, are you being sold in any other countries? Yeah, so we, we are available in grocery stores. Uh, so we have more than 2,600 uh, grocery across uh, Canada, coast to coast. Um, a lot of uh, big retailers like uh, Loblas, uh, Metro, uh, Sobeys, uh, and all the natural like whole food and, and all of them. Um, so and also we can uh, people can order online, so directly on our website, and then you receive the box of your choice uh, at home. Right. And is your market still uh, based in Canada, or are you moving farther afield? Oh yeah, uh, so yeah, we we started in Quebec and then we grow across Canada, and now we uh, we just uh, we're now at, now available in the United States, um, and I think it was a couple of months ago that we launched a, a new territory, and it's it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's doing it's, it's it's doing well. The the, the timing, for, well, obviously the the smoothie market in the U.S. is 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 much more developed than here. I think they, they had smoothie bars uh, for. <laughs> numerous years uh, so the education portion in the us was sort of already done um and so we we came in with the same value proposition as, as we had it in canada convenience a smoothie with a you know accessible price and uh, so far so good we we were we're, we're covering 80 percent of the postal code down there and uh, and we're shipping uh, you know five six hundred boxes every single week so over expectation so far we're super happy wow uh, so is it all direct to the U.S. as opposed to re through retail? Yeah, so far we're uh, online, direct to consumer, uh, but we also have around 200 uh, retail stores uh, and, and, and growing, and we're entering mostly the natural food stores right now in the north, Northeast and in California. Right. I was going to say, I, are you taking a regional approach to the U.S.? Because it's such a huge market. Yeah. And I would have said, yeah, California and the New York, yeah. New York and New England. <laughs> yeah, start, exactly. Right? Yeah, we, we bounced. We bounced ideas. Like initially, we wanted to start only in the Northeast region. Uh, we, we did that for a couple of months, uh, but then you know the demand for it was just like the demand from California was was growing, and we were like, ah, we're doing all those campaign with influencers and 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 paid ads, and people can't even order uh, in California. And we 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 did the math, and it, it was worth uh, shipping product down down in California. Um, because, because, you know, you work with influencer, you, you do a TikTok campaign or whatever, you'll, you'll, you'll have people that will find your product, you know, everywhere in, in the country. And if most of them are in California, but you can't deliver there, um, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's not ideal. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, how are you doing the logistics, if I can ask? Uh, I'm, and I'm asking this, I guess, primarily because um, with you know Amazon doing so much amazing work in logistics, um, does that make it easy to sell? Uh, it, it, you know, does it take all the the fuss and muss out of it? <laughs> um, you mean if we work with Amazon? Or yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm just wondering how you do that. Do, do you have a warehouse or a presence in California now? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. All the obviously all the the so that that's the thing when we when we started we I believe we were one of the first company to ship frozen in, in in Canada. So we had to figure out how to how to get frozen product through the mail. Um, and, and we, so we sort of designed a packaging that could withstand, uh, you know, 48 hours and, and, and use dry ice, uh, to keep it, uh, frozen in the U S that logistic was already existing. There's a bunch of, uh, third party logistic that, that can, you know, pack and ship for, for you. Um, and so we were able to sort of find the right partners, distribution partner in California and in the Northeast. Uh, to get the product in one or two days to the to the end clients, so uh, so yeah, more developed in the U.S. definitely. That just seems fantastic to me to be able to ship frozen goods so quickly and hopefully seamlessly uh, these days. Uh, you know, miracles do happen. Yeah, and and you know when we began three years ago, the only like the, there was a couple of like. Uh, I and butcher that we're shipping like five, six hundred dollar boxes uh, of meat. Uh, that was pretty much what was out there, and they were using like styrofoam. And for Chloe and I, was like, no way, like we're not gonna ship in styrofoam box organic uh, uh, smoothies across the country. Um, so we we sort of had to figure out how to how to keep uh, the temperature down without using styrofoam. And we found a uh, hemp liner. So it's, it's like an insulated panel made of hemp that had similar property to, to the styrofoam. And it's fully compostable, biodegradable. You can put it in your garden after you receive it. And so that was sort of the click for us. Like, oh, yeah, okay, we, we, we have something to make it feasible. Uh, so and, and we're still using hemp for all the Canadian uh, uh, shipping. Claudia and Dominique, you come from very different educational backgrounds. Dominique, you studied mechanical engineering. Claudia, you studied educational psychology. Can you describe how you managed to end up collaborating in a, a, a natural food business? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's certainly not something that I had planned when I rolled out for, uh, for uh, mechanical engineering school. Um, but as it turned out, um, you know, by the end of the, of the five, I think it was close to five years at the university, um, Chloe and I, you know, were living together and then she was becoming super passionate about food. And, and then we had, like Chloe said, this idea of, uh, of smoothie cubes. And I wasn't sure, you know, what I wanted to do after college. Uh, I didn't have a, yeah, didn't have a, a job in mind or anything. So I wanted to take a bit of time to think. And so we started doing Aviva as a side project really as something just, you know, we'll, we'll see. And, and if we can sell a couple, you know, maybe we'll continue or maybe not. And, <laughs> and so that was, it was really, really not in, we, we didn't really go, you know, from the get go all in on, on this. It was really like, let's try, let's, let's test and see if, 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 if there's a demand for that. Um, and then after I'd say four or five months, you know, we had a couple of grocery stores and we we're doing demos every weekend and things were sort of starting to, to, to lift and we had great feedbacks. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to look for a job in mechanical engineering. I, I, 
you know, I like that. I like to get cubes of smoothies on the weekend. <laughs> and I think what, what, what it helps on your side, Dom, is that uh, with this experience, we have to, uh, to, to do this smoothies and the production side. Um, it was really not my strain. So with, mm -hmm. with your background, it really helps. So it, yeah. it was good and bad, like good because I, I, I knew my way around, you know, machineries and, and I was able to, to, to make the molds for the little trays yeah. that we have right now. And, yeah. and, and so I, I was able to do a bunch of stuff. But also, university built a, a, a sort of a false confidence in my ability to build machineries, <laughs> and and twice uh, I, we we built the machineries for two different purposes, and it, it was a total failure, and we we lost like total I think close to 50, 50 grand on yeah. on those uh, on those machines. So so it was good and bad. <laughs> Education's expensive. <laughs> well, you know, I thought it was yeah. better than I was at uh, at making machineries. <laughs> And on my side, uh, psychoeducation, I think it's something that we only have, a, it's a program only in Quebec, but it's like a mix of psycho, psychology and social worker. And, and for me, I just want to help people and, and, you know, work with people as well with humans. So this is what I, what I still do at Aviv. I help people to, to get more from life. I, I help people to eat healthier. I, I have, we have a beautiful team that I really like to connect with. So, so I'm, and I never regret to, to not being in this, uh, uh, you know, be, being a, a psychoeducatrice, mm -hmm. psychoeducator. <laughs> yeah. psychoeducator. Mm -hmm. So, so that was a, a beautiful, um, beautiful path for me. And, and I, I would, I, I will say, I, I will do the, the same thing again. Right. Right. Tell me a little bit about this, about the social mission at Aviv. Um, you're trying to help people live their best lives. Uh, how does that, that, you know, you're talking about self-care. How does that message come out of the brand? We've done a bit of work on that actually recently where to focus our energy, right? Because I think Chloe and I and the, the, the whole team wants to, wants to do business for good. And so there's so many opportunities and so many social cause and things that, that, that we, we, we want to get invested in. But we really need to focus if we want to have a meaningful impact. So, so we got back to the mission of the company, which is to make uh, healthy food accessible, um, empower people to get more from life through healthy food, basically. Um, and so what we do is obviously what we do is, you know, make those those product and distribute them. But also we, we, we've included a, a portion where uh, for, for a portion of smoothies that every single month, Will 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 make available for people that cannot afford, uh, you know, a three or four dollar uh, smoothie. For example, uh, uh, homes that 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 um, that um, that host uh, homeless people, uh, and so that that's one of the, the 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 portion where we feel we can have an impact, make healthy food accessible for people that cannot afford it. And the other aspect is on the environmental front. Um, so we're obviously working on packaging, like I mentioned, with uh, with a lot of things with. The compostable material that we're exploring, uh, like the hemp liners, but also uh, uh, offsetting our carbon footprint by planting a, a forest, an heavy forest, every single year. Uh, so that that that's exciting um, because that's my father's background is 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 forestry. So I've been in the forest my you know, <laughs> whole childhood, and so I'm I'm able to connect those two things by planting forest, um, but beautiful forests like with mixed essence of trees. 
um, to offset our, our carbon footprint. So um, those are sort of two things that that we 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 like being invested in. Are you aiming to be net zero? Is that possible for a for yeah, company like definitely this? by 2023? And maybe we'll need to do other uh, things than than planting trees, where we're actually doing that analysis uh, this this very year. Um, but uh, but yeah, you, you, tree planting, if if done right, is is it has a tremendous impact. It's it's really one of the one of the angle that 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 there's a bunch of studies uh, on that that it, it really is a a, a sustainable option. It's not just a quick fix. It's it's definitely oh, yeah, sustainable it's, to reforest the land. Yeah, a carbon sink for a hundred years. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, exactly. It's beautiful. Yeah. So tell me, what's been the biggest challenge? Because you know, it's looking back on it, it sounds very simple. We came up with a great product, and everybody loved it, and they they loved to sell it, and and everyone loves to buy it now. So what what would you say has been the biggest unexpected challenge that you encountered along the way? Um, on my side, I will say that that was to, uh, to grow every year we grow so much. So it's follow this grow, um, especially with production mm -hmm. that was for the first couple of years, we, we were always, uh, back order. So it was <laughs> not, not always, but no, no, yeah. not always, but we... Consistent. <laughs> you, rem you remember when you are, so it feels like always, <laughs> But yeah, it it was uh, it was hard to follow this growth, and when you when you grow, it's always a good, it's always positive, and and it's a, it's a good sign that that your company is going well. But it's grow the team, uh, like follow with finance. It, mm. It's all the aspect of of having a business that is um, is. Uh, well, you. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny because when when we started in the first year, you, you're not necessarily growing very rapidly. You're just trying to survive and figure things out. And and people would give me advice like you you'll see, you know, growing can be can be your biggest challenge, can be your biggest pain points. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, once I'll be growing, when the company will growing, I'll, I'll be happy, you know. <laughs> and then and then you. You um you get into some pretty intense growth phase and and you you don't sleep that well. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I I think of uh, growing a business like watching a thriller movie or something where, um, the dangers keep as as the hero progresses towards their goal, the dangers only increase. Right, each 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 problem becomes worse and, until it until finally you get the resolution. So it, 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 yeah, it, is, a, I like that it is a tough path. What were the resources that you found to help? Was it people? Were there grants? Was there consultants, uh, advisors? How did you overcome these problems? Yeah, since the beginning, we, we have mentors around us, uh, people that that are uh, like either in the food industry or just business industry, and and it really helps us to uh, to, to to just talk with them and have uh, have uh, tips. Yeah, and, second yeah. opinion on things, but so it really helps yeah. us. But definitely, when we we raise money, it helps too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having money in the bank is is a is a big relief usually. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, in terms of mentorship. The, 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 the approach to it for, for Chloe and I was like, you receive a hundred different uh, sort of tips from, from your mentors and, and her, her, her approach was like, we're going to listen to every single one of them 
we might use one out of half, uh, out of 100. Uh, but really actively listen to get different perspective on the issue, uh, but definitely not run in all different directions. Like you, you need to trust your guts at the end of the day, but getting those ideas in perspective were helpful to make the right call. But very rarely that call was directly the suggestion we've received from that experiment businessman because the context is different. Aviv is a beast in itself. It's super different than any any company is unique, right? So, uh, so that was sort of the approach. It's interesting. I've never really heard that expressed as a problem. We 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 know the value of mentors and advisors, but yeah, the fact is that they're telling us from their experience. You guys are in a in a fairly new frontier, in a in a different time, and so all of that advice is not necessarily going to be helpful. So. The, the, it's the, it's the very filters. tricky to give advice. It's very tricky. And even myself, like I rarely give advice. And you asked me at the beginning of the show and I give I gave one. But but, you know, it could be the worst possible advice if somebody wants to build a lifestyle brand for 20 years and wants to run this ship without, you know, having anybody, uh, you know, telling him what yeah. to do. It's the worst, worst advice. So <laughs> it's very tricky. Yeah. Um, tell me how you managed to to raise money in the early days, because it sounds like that was a priority fairly early on. And I'm wondering what what made you you know recognize that need at an early stage, and what made you get through that you know what can be a very tiring and difficult yeah. process. Yeah. Uh well, Dominic raised uh, all the money <laughs> for the company, so I'll let him talk. But first, I, j- I just want to say that it was it was it, it was something important at the beginning because we were students, so we we didn't have uh, money at all. <laughs> so for I, I would say like one year, we we, we didn't have a salary, uh, we couldn't have any employee. It was just two of us. So of course, uh, and we have to pay uh, the, the 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 school uh, come on, like the, the that. tuition fees. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a bit of that. Yeah, <laughs> we had a bit of that. So of course, we we need money if we want to grow, uh, and Dominic's were is really good at it. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I'm really good at it, but you know, <laughs> good enough. I, I Sounds like you're good enough. Uh, the the um yeah. The, the fundraising process was 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 a bit of a was a bit of a fun and not fun part, but it's not super uh, established in the food um, I'd say in the food community to, to to raise with angel and venture capitalists. Uh, like I feel it's it's not like in the tech world where it's like you have the idea and like boom, like you go and you you, you find your 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 capital and then you, right. you grow. Right. In the food industry. I feel it's not as standard. No, it definitely exists, well, but it's not as standard. Yeah, the, the venture money is predicated on very fast, on, on potential for very fast growth. Yeah. And in the food business, you usually expect things to take a little bit longer. You're shipping physical product. Uh, yeah. So, 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 yeah, the, you know, it's it's not the first thing they, that an investor will think of. Sure, I'll invest yeah. in food. We, we know that 80% of new products fail. So yeah, it, yeah. obviously it was, it was a tough sell. So how'd you do it? Yeah, well, so one of my, my best friend actually has a tech, com- tech startup that he co-founded 
at the same time that we created Vive and he had a tech background. So for him, it was obviously, you know, you, 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 grew, you go out there and you raise money. So that was sort of my view of it. Like I had to do that. <laughs> and so, um, so, so went over and, you know, build a pitch and everything. And, and, and we raised money from friends and family first, you know, people that, you know, trust you more than the project. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, that was sort of the first round. And then the real round that we did after, you know, that, that convertible note with friend and family, a, a couple of angels, uh, was when we had the, the direct-to-consumer model. And that's where we sort of had the, 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 the model for fast growth. We had a recipe, basically, to grow faster in new market versus waiting for listings in grocery stores and not really knowing how it will, it will turn when you enter a new market. We, we had a recipe with the DTC and the retail that we could uh, a- explain to investors, and it made sense. And it's like, yeah, if we fuel that amount of capital in the company, we can grow, you know, 3x uh, within tw- 12 months. And we did that and it worked. And so now we, we sort of have this story, um, uh, which enables us to keep growing and if needed, uh, keep raising capital. Right. And when you say subscription model, that's something that, yep. uh, that, that venture capital or angels can get behind. Yeah, they they know what it. that is, and that's why yeah. that's why Amazon is always asking me, "Don't you want me to send? You, don't you want us to send you this product every week?" And I always say no. Yeah. But yeah, that, <laughs> that, 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 that that's a wonderful model. How much <laughs> how much of your revenue comes from uh, direct subscriptions now? Uh, it's over fifty percent. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's 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 quite a it's quite a big chunk. Um, but um, now, is that still is that still growing, or is that sort of stabilized around fifty? Um, you know what, like as, as, as we grow online revenues, it, it also drives up retail sales, um, which is an interesting dynamic. And I think it's uh, the omni-channel approach is, is exactly that you, as you're in the digital space, you, it's enables us to grow your brand faster and people will recognize that brand when they go in their little grocery store. Right. Uh, so it's an interesting dynamic. And, um, one of the things with the subscription model for food is that, you know, I think it's like three percent of food that is purchased uh, online in Canada, uh, so it's not a big, it's not a big uh, chunk. So people don't have necessarily the habits of grocery shopping online uh, yet, and so the subscription model enables uh, people to have their, in our case, their freezer uh, filled with uh, with product they consume regularly, but they don't have to think about going and grocery shopping frozen food online. You know, it's something that you know they can select their frequency. And it, 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 it's sort of the only way to make it work as people are not in the habit of making grocery online. Right. I think COVID uh, really spurred that whole online ordering on, uh, and, and delivery of, of groceries now. So, yeah. so how, has the, how has the pandemic affected your business model? Yes, definitely. Um, well, for, for the last year with the pandemic, it really helps. <laughs> For the this part of uh, online subscription, people for for us, of course, people still uh, still uh, what was everyone was still eating <laughs> even with the COVID. So, but more online, and and we have uh, this big growth of. Do you have a number or? Uh, yeah, maybe? well, overnight, you know, when 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 the yeah. lockdown happened, it was crazy. We. We couldn't keep up. I think we did uh, 400% within two weeks for online orders. 
And we didn't know we had, when to, the... we had to stop the ads at, at yeah. some point. Yeah, we, yeah. we couldn't couldn't keep up. But when the COVID had, hit, we... we didn't know what, what what would happen with with us. And for the retail side, it was well, it was the same. It was maybe a little bit slower, but definitely a, a, a huge push for uh, online. <laughs> right. Fantastic. I love it when someone says we had to stop the ads. Um, yeah, that's that, 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 not... that, that's that's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. So Aviv has developed an innovative product with, 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 with the frozen meal cubes for creating your own meal bowls. What can you tell us about your development process? Do you have a text kitchen with people with, 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 with uh, all the white robes and, 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 and masks over their hair and hairnets? Um, is, is, is this a big scientific thing or are you still doing it at the kitchen table? Uh, at the beginning, it was really in my kitchens, uh, actually kitchens, par parents' kitchen. Um, so I was just like the first flavors was really the flavors that I was doing at home um, at the beginning. And, and it, well, it's actually, it was still that for the the other flavors. It's really the smoothie that I was, uh, that I was making. And and then I was developing um, alone. And then at some point with someone in the team, in the R&D team, and we were just uh, like, just uh, giving giving this uh, this new flavor to people around us, to good clients, to friends, and then just test this this new flavor. And then um, we, we also work with, um, nutritionist to be sure that everything is good for the nutritional value and that we have enough protein and all that stuff so that that was that for a for a long period of time like i will say for like four four years maybe and now we have a little team of r&d and they are working on product with me again and and yes this is how we develop but we we don't have uh, like a special kitchen yeah, for that still it's a... we we call it the Eviv lab but it's definitely not a lab <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more more on the you know uh, in a little commercial kitchen type and Claudia is extremely involved still and I and the idea is that she'll, she'll always be everything's sort of flow through Claudia in terms of innovation and the the the, the thing that is nice with having a team is that we can we can look a little further down the road what will our innovation be in 18 months, 24 months from now versus when it was just Chloe and I, you know, it was like, just, well, okay, yeah, we movie? need to yeah. get something new in the, in the next month. <laughs> and so we can look further down the road. Um, a question I meant to ask you, it's not in the script, but I, I I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, you went on Dragon's Den and you got a deal with Manjit Minhas. Did anything come of that? Um, is, is, is she involved with the company? Did, did, it, did a deal happen? Well, first I got to say that going in Dragon's Den was one of the funnest, coolest, most exciting portion of the last six years. <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was so nice. Like being on the, on the, being there and we pitched for like 45 minutes in front of the dragons and they, they were literally fighting for the deals in front of they us. They were, and, they, and I, I watched it. And yeah. they were so mean to each other. They were yeah. so dismissive of each other. They were they were like cats fighting for you. Yeah, I was feeling bad in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. But it, they only show like I think it was maybe seven minutes at yeah. the at the TV. But we were there 
like no, super a good long 45 time. minutes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah when we came out of there we were so we we're such on a high like we I, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember smiling that much. Like, I think <laughs> yeah, I smiled for like 24 hours after that show. Yeah, because they all made a deal, uh, like an offer. Yeah. So that was... Uh, yeah. That was and fun. so, uh, yeah, we, we chat with Menji afterwards, obviously, and, and, and try to get it uh, done. But uh, it didn't work out. We were uh, in the process of fundraising. Uh, with, with we had Basically, we had different options. And, and the option on the table with, the drag, with Menji wasn't exactly what we had in mind. You know, we... When you close it, a funding, there's like many, many different terms, you know, associated with it aside from the valuation. And so even if the valuation works, uh, you know, there's many terms that might not fit. So, And I, I think a lot of people don't realize that most of the deals that are, quote unquote, closed on Dragon's Den never actually close um, for, for reasons like yeah. this. Um, yeah, there, there, there's buyer's remorse. There's all the details. There's the fact that businesses are growing so fast that by the time they try and make this deal, it 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 just doesn't fit anymore. So it's it's no shame that it did, that, that it didn't work. But did did the publicity did 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 you get a jump in sales out of that? Yeah, definitely. It really helps for uh, for for the rest of Canada yeah. to to be known. And yeah, that was a good. Uh, yeah, at that point we were mostly a Quebec brand, and so definitely helped us getting some awareness outside of Quebec. And even at one point, I was in Saskatchewan for to pitch to a grocery chain there. Um, and I went in a store, and the person's like, "Hey, it's the guy from Dragon Den." <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Oh, why? Yeah, didn't know. But they're big fans of Dragons in Saskatchewan. I that that I know. <laughs> uh, oh, a- a- absolutely, absolutely. Um, the the pandemic has made it difficult for many of us to practice good health and 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 and, and nutrition. Um, you know, we we've all heard about the 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 weight that's being gained and people trying desperately to to stave it off do you have any advice as people who are are really uh pioneering and innovating in 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 the in the healthy nutrition space what what advice would you have for people looking to maintain their wellness at these times yes well for me it's definitely uh keep going on on my good uh, habits like uh, eating well and of course it's not always perfect but just um be sure that you that you at least have a, you know a smoothie or a salad for for the lunch or just so, something that really is uh, um that is good for you during your day and also uh, for me it's always about yoga and meditation so every day I just try it and if it's not like one hour of yoga I just go on my mat just like it 20 minutes to to just breathe and and stretch <laughs> for, for Chloe it's like she's always been it's been easy for her to eat healthy not so much for me like I, I love my bag of chips <laughs> so <laughs> so so for me like my my trick is if I go to a grocery store and I, you know, I shop and this and that, and I arrive at the cashier, I want to be proud of my basket because I know that every crap that I put in my basket, I'll eat it later. Like, so if I'm proud of the product that I show the cashier and it's all vegetables <laughs> and, you know, it's organic stuff and it's I'm going to be cooking and not too much pre-made food, 
uh, then I, it, it helps me. Like it's just, it's just that step where I have to be proud of my basket when I go to the cashier. That's my trick. That's great. Be proud of your basket. That, 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 yeah. that, that, that That's very good advice. And last question before the last one, your partners in life as well as in business. And I'm wondering what that experience has been like for you. you, you. Ha, has this journey strengthened your partnership? Yes, definitely. We were together four years before uh, starting Aviv and then we have Aviv six, since uh, six years and and it's going so well. Like we we knows well each other. We communicate communicate well, and um, and I think it's uh, we really complete each other with our strength and uh, mm -hmm. and limits. So uh, so since the beginning, it's a, it's a good fit. <laughs> we, but, but we definitely know each other better now. Like when we yeah. started was good claudia being the sort of shark entrepreneur yeah. type i didn't know like that's, i didn't know too it's the type of things that you discovered so now i know where claudia is excellent at and where i need to step up and vice versa um so we definitely know our strength and weakness and and when it's too much and when it's you know so and and now we're gonna have a baby in in two months it's sort of this whole new adventure that's happening and it's like we feel super ready for it because like i said we we know each other so well after going through six years of, of building aviv uh that pretty excited about this new uh this new uh, chapter but also very confident about it for the couple do you do anything to try and separate your home life personal life from business or is it just always on all the time whatever's needed it depends on the week, but um, what we do is when we talk about business at home, when it's weekend or, or during the night, um, we do it with, uh, we, we don't talk about problems. We, we talk about uh, our vision and the dream that we have for Aviv and for for what we want to build and where we want to go. So it's more, it's positive. It's a it's a nice conversation that we like to have together. Yeah. And and yeah, instead of talking about problems and what do doesn't work at the with Aviv, we keep the problems that. for the eight to five uh, schedule <laughs> yeah. and then inspirational stuff. It's always on. That might be the best piece of business business advice I've ever heard to distinguish <laughs> between the, the the chores, the problems, and the inspirational moments is 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 a beautiful thing. And to to save that for quality time, uh, the good stuff uh, that 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 sounds terrific. How did you develop that? How did you discover that? Uh, well, try and errors. I will say sometimes like at trial at and error. Nine yeah. When I bring a problem and I, I see the face of Dominic, yeah. you just don't talk about that. On, on the pillow, it's like bringing a problem and then you don't sleep for three hours. Like, yeah, let's not repeat that. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Listen, thank you very much for this conversation. It's been really interesting. I'm so glad to catch up on your success and how that's come together. What's your hope for the future? Do you see this company continuing to, to, to grow? Do you see it becoming an international colossus? What are your hopes? Definitely, yeah. Well, you know, since day one, we were cutting cubes in the kitchen and, and we were naive enough I guess at that point, but we, we wanted to see Aviv as, as a brand all across North America that makes healthy food accessible. And so my vision 
for the future is you'll go in a in a in, in a grocery store all across North America, and when you enter the freezer set, there'll be a full three doors of Evie products instead of you know Nestle product. No hate against Nestle, but I'm just uh, trying to <laughs> make it a bit healthier. And you'll have those three doors of very healthy, convenient products, organic with an accessible price, and that will be the Evie set. And we will transform frozen food that way. Fantastic. Finally, and maybe we'll ask Claudia this one because uh, uh, Dominic a- answered the first time around. Do you have one final piece of advice that entrepreneurs can take away from this conversation and put into action right away? Um, yeah, maybe I like since the beginnings for for me because I, it was not super natural to be an entrepreneur, and I that was not a dream that I've got. But I like perseverance. Like like what we say, yeah. Perseverance really, really helps me because for me, I build Evive for the passion that I've got to healthy food, to help people, people to have a a well-being, um, like to increase their well-being. So it's it's um, and once you know that your product or your service works, if you have perseverance, even if it's so hard sometimes, uh, it's worth it. So. That would be my advice. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, perseverance. Um, uh, yours is a story of uh, of personal passion as well as perseverance. Really looking ahead, um, learning from lots of different people, but making all that advice your own. So, um, congratulations on your success, Dominique Dubay and Claudia Poulain. Uh, co-founder and CEO, co-founder and president of Aviv Smoothie or Evive in uh, English Canada. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing this story and we'll look forward to following your adventures as we go along. Thank you, Rick. It was an awesome conversation. Thank you so much, Rick, for having us. (laughs) Thank you. Best of luck. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us this week in the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly show dedicated to unlocking the potential of every entrepreneur. Stay tuned another minute to hear the latest startup community news and the upcoming events lineup, including our hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time. I sometimes show up there too. Until next week, I'm your Startup Canada podcast host, Rick Spence. <laughs>